Long time no see. It has been, uh, we've had a, a pandemic, we've had COVID conversations, we started our talk, you got a couple of good artists in the area. Do you even know who I am anymore? Because I'm not sure I do some days. Uh, but I am RJ Kozane. I host Art Talk for PGH Museums, and we are officially back in the artist studios, um, talking to someone who you will see in just a moment. Her name is Rachel Kasky, and she's a mixed media artist uh, specializing in acrylic digital art, textiles, and it's it's so encompassed in so many different areas that we have a very, very long conversation in lengths about how you incorporate all of those things, as well as how you incorporate family, working, and uh, the supernatural and religion. So in just a moment, you, we're going to sit down as soon as I snap, and she'll be right here. Our talk is made possible with your support. Become a sustaining supporter at pghmuseums.org slash support. And with the support of Doors Open Pittsburgh. Doors Open Pittsburgh celebrates Pittsburgh's unique architecture and history by providing historical tours inside iconic buildings. Find out more at doorsopenpgh.org. So I guess we can start. Okay, great. All right. Um, hi, welcome to Art Talk. Hi. <laughs> that is a very bizarre thing to say because the last time that we've done this, we did this was, I think, coming out of winter 2020 and then slammed into a pandemic. Yes. So this is the first time that I'm sitting with anybody in almost three years. So. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being like the seminal, like we are back at it. That's right. Um, for everyone watching and listening, this is Art Talk. It's put on by PGH Museums and it is a nonprofit in the Pittsburgh area. We have a big website at pghmuseums.org that has a huge uh, interactive map with gallery listings and archaeological sites, an event page. I can't even get into what all of it is because I'm just so excited to talk with you. Well, thank you. Yes, we are with uh, Rachel Kasky, and she is a mixed media artist out of um, the area, Pennsylvania area. And I don't like to tell people what they do. So hello. Hello. And uh, I guess to start, mixed media, what medias do you work in? I primarily work in acrylics. Um, and I like to use a lot of mark making techniques, which is a hallmark of mixed media. So uh, I use acrylic paints, uh, com combined with markers and pens and uh, pencils, as well as using non-traditional media like um, vintage book pages and um old ephemera, like uh, old uh, vintage pictures that I'll find at like an antique shop, for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. And uh, mixed media is always interesting because you are working with all of these different types of material. Do you think like, okay, I'm going to use a piece of fabric for this, or is it just versus like acrylic to start with? What's like, how do you start when I, you're working with so many different things? Sometimes I have a theme in mind, and but other times I don't. It depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, but sometimes the uh, media does... Uh, inform me on what I'm going to make. For example, I did recently make a piece that's hanging on my wall, actually, uh, that I, I wanted to specifically incorporate fabric. So I started with that in mind and on how I was going to use that in my art. Uh, so I started with the fabric, and then I thought about, okay, what 
you know, I have certain artists that I look up to, like Jane Davenport, for example, um, and she does beautiful faces. So this particular piece focuses on creating beautiful faces, and that's what I did with that piece. But I also incorporated sewing into the uh, fabric and painting on the fabric. Um, so you can see that there are there's different texture that goes along with it. Yeah, and Jane Davenport, I definitely thought of whenever I was scrolling through your art um, <laughs> nice. on your website. Yes, so you are so familiar with her. Yes, okay. for sure. And yes. um, early, I mean, we're in Pennsylvania, so early Warhol is something that I also saw a little bit. Oh, okay. Don't know how much it's influencing, um, but in your illustrations, it's like very fine line work that you would do mm-hmm. with like doodles and sketches. Yes. And it's nice to see that style in anybody's art, because mm-hmm. usually when you think of um, illustrations and such like that, and you think think the Warhol side of things you're thinking the pop art and the silk screens and the yes. like videos and it was nice to see that early style come back mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was something that um, if he was an influenced doll or even his mother because yeah. it seems like they both kind of started back and forthing each other yeah. as Warhol started developing but mm-hmm. it is really cool to see like fine line work too and doodles and yes. to see the threads of inspiration thank you yeah, yeah. Um, it does inspire me a lot uh, I've, I like his work I remember seeing uh, his work at the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh uh, and uh, it's v- very inspirational I love the fact that he kind of was making a statement about the art world and and what it represented to him because I I read something recently about him that said that they didn't really focus on his roots in the Pittsburgh area. He actually grew up in a very working class family. Yeah. I can, that resonates with me because I grew up in a working class family. Not even, I would even venture to say not even close enough to middle class. My, my dad always said, and he would say this, so I'm going to say it on camera. (laughs) My dad would always say that they, he made just enough not to get assistance from the state. And, and, and it's like, he was kind of upset about that and, but also proud about it because I have two sisters and two brothers I grew up with. family. My older sister and I were from my dad's first marriage. Um, him and my biological mother were both in the Air Force. So my older sister was born in Denver, Colorado, and I was born uh, in Sacramento, California on Air Force bases. So Yeah, and these two themes too play into, it seems like a lot of what goes into the art with location and family. So I like that you brought all of that up um, because it does seem like geographically, You've been kind of all over the map in terms of where you've been at as far as class goes and working class. Mm -hmm. And um, I read about California and time that you spent there versus like the Rust Belt and different locations. Yes. Does location play a big role in art um, on like a a level of where you're thinking about it in terms of what you're going to put on the canvas or? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I recently did a piece um, based on Amiens in France. I studied abroad in France my last semester of college. Uh, It was, I went and did the five-year plan at Clarion University of Pennsylvania, which now they changed the name to Penn West Clarion. Not a fan of the new name, but. (laughs) Hot takes on our talk always. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But. I, that was 20 years ago, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was absolutely, um, 
life-changing for me because it showed me how there was a different way to live. And I think it's important if anybody had a chance to see how other people live in different countries, especially with the political climate that we live in today, uh, I, I feel like we can be very insulated as a country. Always. And 20 years ago, being... Through that study abroad experience, I learned that there is so much more out there, and the French people in particular know how to live. <laughs> they, I, I ate the best food that I could over there. I walked everywhere. I lost weight, and I was the happiest I'd have ever been in the longest time. And uh, I actually had more culture shock coming back here to the U.S., starting a new job, right out of college, right, coming back, you know, from France, and everything here was so hectic. I had a ton of, like, just this response, like, this can't be it. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And my art allows me to go back to those places in my mind, if that makes any sense. So I pull yeah. out those old pictures, and um, I pulled out the picture of Amia, and I painted a, a painting of it, and it took me back to that time when I could just stroll around, along the Sum River with my um, you know, foreign exchange student friends and just enjoy the surroundings and, you know, and really take in life. And that's how I like to approach my art is is it's an extension of how I feel like life should be approached, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And um, you combine a lot of religious and spiritual elements as well, and a little bit of the supernatural too. So it's interesting to know that there are pieces of your art that are grounded and rooted in location mm -hmm. and pieces that are just in the other and whatever is going on in the spiritual realm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a combination of my air sign because I'm a Libra, <laughs> or it, you know, I definitely have uh, religious roots. My grandmother was super religious. Um, mental illness does play a part um, in my family, unfortunately, and I'm not uh, scared to bring that up. I think there's too much stigma still around it. For sure, uh, I was only diagnosed recently with bipolar disorder, um, but it's definitely in my family. My grandmother, who was super religious, also also had um, schizophrenia, mm -hmm. and um, she would have these religious experiences. But and when she would run away, and I remember being, you know, young and seeing her come back, and she would accuse my grandfather of being the devil, and like it was just yeah. very scary stuff. And the th and the thing is, is I remembered those things, and then when I started going through my mental illness, it was like, oh my goodness, I, you know. It, it's an interesting uh, experience because I saw what it what it looked like from the outside and how scary it looked from the outside and not understanding it to being the person experiencing it. And so in order to process a lot of what I've been through, I put that into my art and tried to express it that way. And I do that as well, too. I struggle with um, a little bit of anxiety, a tiny bit of PTSD. And I have a family history of, you've brought up schizophrenia. That's mm -hmm. a line that I've seen in my family as well. And mm -hmm. it's it's definitely art, I say for sure, is like a processing tool for myself and like feeling for the people I know who are struggling through it. Mm -hmm. um, and the more visibility we have for things like this, I think is great. Um, would you say that when you're making art, and thinking about these things, is it something that 
you're just trying to process like viscerally or is it, do you have like Um, concrete? Well, I had, (laughs) and this is going into that realm of the supernatural and mystical, but I did have um, what I would consider visions and I had forced writing, which also goes along with uh, the psychosis part of it. And so um, I had one painting in particular that referred back to that, and I called it Mystery Babylon. And it, was, it had heavy, heavy emphasis on the end times, which for some reason was also like something my grandmother's experiences went through. Mm-hmm. And I believe from my own experience that you can be spiritual, but also have mental illness. It's not either or. Yeah. To, to separate those, like you're saying, there are different pieces in your life. I, I feel like all those pieces and all those things in my life is what makes me unique. Everybody has their own personal pieces that they put together that makes them unique. You know, they may have gone someplace else like Mexico or, you know, I actually did get to go to Mexico uh, back when I went on my honeymoon in my previous marriage, but, uh, and I got to see the um, ruins at Tulum and that the experience, like just seeing um, how, how people could create something so amazing and yet, we look at it from a modern perspective, like, well, how could they do that? <laughs> it's like, well, we're, I, I think it's an egotistical thing to think that people back then didn't have the mind capacity to create wonderful things. I have this conversation a lot with um, friends and family about how, I mean, the concept of even ancient aliens, the fact that people couldn't have built what this show is saying that they couldn't have built. It's it's yes. inherently very, it doesn't seem like it's very smart no. <laughs> to say it in yeah. a very kind of like glibby way. Um, but I, I definitely understand that. And just taking pieces of what you see either from yourself or from other people and throwing it into mm-hmm. um, art or even just like how you go about the day and thinking is, yeah. I think, something that everybody does. Mm-hmm. And even reading through your artist bio on your website, I noticed um, along the lines of your grandmother mm-hmm. bringing up the fact that she um, did like religious poetry and such. Oh, and Her poetry yeah. was amazing. And her penmanship on top of that, um, which that's another thing I that makes me sad that's going away in America is penmanship is i mean that's something that that defines who you are as a person too even if it you think it's poor penmanship to yourself that defines who you are but uh yeah she would um create beautiful poetry and send it into her local like um religious television stations and she would be so excited when she saw it uh, on tv and it's like yes. the, it's like the equivalent now of us doing tiktoks and people seeing them and getting excited <laughs> you have that engagement that was her engagement back then and it, that was that was what made her excited to you know get off the couch and and do something and that's that's how i feel about my artwork it gives me a way of engaging people and it, it gives um an opening for communication like okay what does this piece mean to you and you know asking me like okay do, you know where did this come from this is this is way off from what your other stuff looks like so uh so a lot of my art i I do just because it's an extension of who I am and trying to make sense of this human experience. 
that is why I think a lot of people do art. Me too. Yeah, I sit yes. there and I'm like, all right, writing my little pop songs. And yes. what are these feelings and what are these emotions and how? why are they manifesting? Like, yes. I don't have a canvas, but like the metaphorical canvas of what is what am I thinking subconsciously mm-hmm. is like weirdly manifesting yes. out in the world and it's it's very nice to see especially as a finished product and then to mm-hmm. see people resonate with it as well yes. um, and the complexities of what comes out too because you work a lot in like complete contrast I noticed that right off the bat yes. down from when we were talking initially about all of the different things that like looking at how detailed these paintings behind us are that no one on the camera can see sorry <laughs> but um, they're they're like wonderfully detailed with a lot of different elements to them and even in terms of like your your work versus the titles I was noticing Mm -hmm. you work with so much color everything is so bright and then you have these really introverted titles like um, there was one in 2020 having to do with COVID um, Sweet Isolation was the name of one of them (laughs) we had Soul Revival and Defining Defining boundaries Mm -hmm. which is something i've been working on over the past couple of years so i relate to that title yes um what is it about working with contrast that inspires you to make something and then just name it something completely like out of this world well i think part of it is working through um the mental illness for one thing and there's a part of me that wants people to look deeper than just this is um, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like this is you know or, or this is a house <laughs> you, know? Yes. you know what I mean like I, I don't want to always define it for them you know I, I, I want them to think deeper like what what does sweet isolation mean in uh, when she's painting a house you know and during COVID so it's like go deeper into the painting and what it could mean internally, not just, hey, that's a pretty painting that'll look good above my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, I, I like that you bring this up, that you're not spoon feeding people who are necessarily looking at your art because mm-hmm. you're not afraid to say that you are making art sometimes for commissions. I saw that you are open to making art for corporate offices, yes. which when you're looking around a corporate office and you see the art, a lot of what they're choosing is very safe. Yes, it's very safe, very minimalistic. And a lot of my art is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and I have, you know, I've had the, this conversation before about um, making art for art's sake versus making art for the money and catering to your audience or trying to find an audience and just cater to it. And I, I think artists struggle with this a lot, including myself, uh, because there is so much inside me that I want to express, but yet, like... I, like I said, I grew up in a working class family. A lot of my family, and there's nothing against them. It's, they're very practical and they see those things and they're like, well, that's not going to, how's that going to sell? It's so esoteric and they say that in a negative way. And I'm like, well, that's me. That I'm expressing this is coming from me. And so that's almost like a critique of my own personality. And it's so hard not to take those things personally. Laying it all out on the floor for everyone to see like your emotions is seems like it's what you do. It's what um, a lot of the people that I talk to as well. And so I can definitely see taking like personal slight against what sometimes people are yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, 
I know that you're also online too. Like you mentioned TikTok. Mm -hmm. I scrolled through the Instagram endlessly today before I came here (laughs) looking at everything. Yeah, I've been on there for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Do you notice any sort of feedback from just on the digital side of things too? Like, do you get anything that's maybe more helpful than um, what you get like sometimes from people who don't necessarily know your art, but know you, but don't get that connection? Yeah. um, And that's the thing. I I don't want to, you know, sound like, oh, I I don't take any critique. Uh, But it's, it's sometimes just like, okay, I'm putting this art out here and I want, I want that engagement. I want them to be like, why? What yes. does this mean? Not just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Asking questions is important. Like, why is yes. that weird? Why do you think it's weird? You yes. know, let's talk about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I have gotten, um, some engagement. Um, but, uh, I, I think that's, some, a lot of the digital engagement is just a lot of, you know, like, that's cute. That's nice. You know, like. Which uh, is valid feedback. Which, which uh, is very valid. Nice. It does. It's and the, the dopamine rush that all the studies is, are talking about. Exactly. But it, it does go back good. to the same thing where it's like, um, are, you know, am I chasing the likes and the engagement or am I trying to create a conversation? <laughs> And at the end of it, do you feel as if even if you have made a piece that maybe you had something in mind, like it was mm-hmm. a commission or something, do you feel as if you've still put yourself into it? Because that's oh. something that I will always ask myself is yes. if I don't feel like I'm there, my stuff gets dragged to the trash bin, your yes. stuff gets primed over. Mm-hmm. So are you the mm-hmm. type that will also think I have to have at least something in here or well, that's how do we a, work with that? I, I love that question because... Um, Although I do say, yes, I will do commissions. I tell people, if I'm doing a commission, I'm doing it in my style. So anyone who knows me and wants a commission should realize that I'm going to do it in my style. I'm not a photorealistic painter. My uncle is. My uncle does paintings to the T. Like, it looks exactly like the picture. His work is amazing. This is also... This is the uncle that uh, is on my grandmother's side, the one who does the poems. Okay. And so, so all of the artists, all the artists are on that side. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but actually, my my biological mother's side has paint. You know, my uh, grandfather was a painter as well, and she paints. So uh, yeah, I get I get it from both sides apparently. But uh, yeah, he does photorealism, and I and I tell people if you, like I uh, used to work up in Wexford um, in insurance, and one of my coworkers she w- saw my art and she told me she loved it and she wanted a commission and I warned her I said well what yes. she wanted a commission of the her warnings cat. are real yes the warnings are very real she wanted a commission of her cat and I said well I can do that but you know I'm just telling you now I don't do, do photorealism because a lot of people expect they want pet pet paintings to be like this is exactly what your pet looks like yes could you imagine going to Picasso and telling them to do a photorealistic painting I don't want to know what that conversation would be <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, no, I exactly. cannot imagine that. I but don't want to. She actually said, she's like, I love your work and I want a painting of my cat in your style. So she still has this uh, commission hanging in her office. And it just, to me, that is just so much reward in and of itself, let alone her paying for it and paying the going rate. 
Oh yeah, for that's sure. That's a completely different conversation <laughs> we entirely. We love money though, but that yeah. is another time. Yes, yes. Um, Everybody should be paid for their expertise is yes. all I'm going to say. <laughs> Discounts should be rare. Freebies, never. Where's the Pittsburgh music scene? Anyhow, <laughs> um, right. we're talking about money. We're talking about work. Yes. I, I like that you are not afraid to say like, I've worked these jobs. I work these jobs yes. now. I think that's very important because there's a huge illusion mm-hmm. where you're seeing, especially like youth thinking like, um, when I grow up, I just want to be a, a famous YouTuber right. or not that I didn't want to be a famous actor and mm-hmm. not that I'm so chasing music now, but there's, you have to have like a realistic expectation of like what you have to do. And there's the, um, luck and you strike big and all of a right. sudden you're Britney Spears or, or you're Christina, Picasso, <laughs> yeah, you're Christina exactly. which we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> um, but it's it's difficult because mm-hmm. you and I work jobs. Brian, who's behind the camera, works his ass off. <laughs> and how I, just how do you find ways to fit in, like being creative amongst, I guess, the societal walls that box us in uh, from the nine to five. Well, if anything, my art does make me break out of uh, that corporate mold. Uh, it it gives me the freedom beyond th- those corporate walls, if that makes any sense. It does. Um, so, like, especially now, I'm doing a work-from-home job. It's insurance as well. I have my license. So, <laughs> um, I, so I just started this, and it's 9 to 5.30. So now I'm like, okay, this gives me a little bit more structure than I had before. Um, so I work within the confines of that time and I also have children so I have to figure out okay am am I going to work on this while they're here or am I going to do this when they're not here because I co-parent so I have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to that but now that I have that that structure with this new job I'm like okay I can either work in the morning I'm a night owl not gonna happen me too (laughs) or I can do this right after work and that's what I've been doing now I'll you know I'll bust out a painting in an hour two hours three depending on how complicated it is but and it's so gratifying to be like okay yes I'm doing this for work but this this I can still do no matter what so, yes. Yeah. And that that feels like it digs deeper into the complexities and the lore of like um like geographically everything goes into your art. Like your work and your career goes into your art. Mm-hmm. Your family goes into your art. And I really like that you're it's just like everything that you are is on the Laying canvas it because out you don't the, always get right. that. Yeah. 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 And um like all of the contrasts and speaking of contrast and what we brought up a couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. you do have quite the relative. I do have quite the relative. <laughs> I was so uh Rachelkaski.com is that the the website? It's, that's my website. There is a, a blog and it's ten things you might not know about me. <laughs> and I was scrolling and I was like, these this is the kind of stuff I like. And I see <laughs> Christina Aguilera is my second cousin. Yes. And, uh, um, (laughs) but okay. So love. And, uh, it was, it was cool to see because I've, I've done a cover of a a song that she's done genie 2.0. It's like genie in a bottle, but it is not. Um, and mine is even a, a further departure of that. Um, and then working on that and having to take apart a song you see the contrast over like when you think genie in a bottle you think this fun dance beat and this girl going like this right, music video yeah. but at the same time lyrically you're talking about 
if you want to be with me, you have to respect me yes. and follow like everything. It was that ahead I'm of its doing. time, really. Yes, and still is. And if someone sits down with me and says, "I'm working in contrasts," it's absolutely what I love because I love dissecting that song and I loved putting it together in that way and just making sure that it's not one flat note. Yes. Yes. Um, so if you ever see Christina Aguilera or if you have any tales, please tell me, but please relay that message to her. Oh, absolutely. If I get a chance to. <laughs> hey, Christina. If my, if my art makes it, you know. No, no. Family she's reunion. Family. She should family be here reunion. regardless. That's her right. art has already made it. And we <laughs> love that impact. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can tell you a couple of stories. Um, so when we were younger, and I, I hope you remember this, Christina. If you don't, that's fine. I get it. We were young. We uh, used to hang out at her grandparents. I think it was her grandparents' house or one of the relatives. There were multiple relatives on my grandmother's side. They were Irish, uh, Irish-Americans, and there were like 15 children. So her grandmother and my grandmother were sisters. And um, they were not only just sisters, but they were like close sisters, like they they were the sisters that stuck together, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So they always hung out. And so my dad and her mom, Shelly, grew up together, cousins. And um, so Christina and I used to hang out in a barn and run around the hay and everything and just, you know, be, you know, have, a, you know, our imaginations run wild when we were younger. And then I hadn't seen her for a long time after that. Didn't think anything of her, except my grandma kept talking up about this Christina, my cousin, all the time. And she's like, oh, she's going to Japan and she's doing this. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, Grandma. You know, like, didn't even think (laughs) anything of it. A traveling cousin, whatever. Yeah, like, oh, she sings to her stuffed animals. It's so cute. I'm like, oh, that's nice, Grandma. You know, like, I'm like, what about me? Like, you're going to talk about me a little bit? Right. You know? (laughs) And then uh, when Jeannie and the Bottle came out, I heard it on the radio for the first time. And they're like, Christina Aguilera from the Pittsburgh area. And I'm like... I called up my grandma immediately, like, Grandma, what's Christina's last name? She's like, Aguilera. I'm like... She's not singing to stuffed like, animals. I'm like, you know, she's not... I'm like, she's on the radio. <laughs> I think I said it like that, too. I'm like, she's on the radio. <laughs> so ever says that. And the thing is, is it's, it feels weird telling people because it feels like, in a way, I'm commandeering her, like, of, like... You know, I'm name dropping. Let it go. Hey, guess who I'm related to? But the thing is, is who gets to be related to a, you know, international superstar? You know, like it's (laughs) you can't not say anything. (laughs) And the thread of artists, yes, like through the family, I it it runs so deep and it runs like through the generations and just like beyond the name dropping. I just like that a person you see the caliber from like the working class, yes, building up, 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 up to whatever class. Christina's at. Yeah, and exactly. It's it's very nice to see that spectrum because yes. it's not something that you see too often or at least disclosed. It really so is amazing. Nice. I've thought of it from that perspective as well. And that's why I like to share that is because all through that side of the family, there is so much creativity. My other cousins are super like creative. My my one cousin Danny, he does um illustrations like cartoon illustrations very vivid and uh my my other cousin she does photography and it's like it's just amazing to me they're just like some families are good at math this family is good at creativity 
It's just that's what it is. Yes. But I'll tell you one other um, story I have about Christina that relates to Christina, and it's it's pretty ironic. But um, that's Alanis Morissette. Yes, that's Alanis Morissette, different person. <laughs> but uh, when I was in college at Clarion University, I got to go um, to New York City. I went to New York City twice, but the second time was through my communication degree because I have a communication degree and a French degree. And um, for the communication uh, trip to New York City, they were having like a convention and we got to stay in the Marriott in in downtown Manhattan. And um, we were invited as the communication class to go to Total Request Live in the audience. Okay. Okay. So follow me. I'm already there. Keep following me. Okay. So we're in the audience and my college, you know, friends, they already know I'm related to Christina. Well, wouldn't you know it? (laughs) They didn't have Christina on there. They had a Christina impersonator. Even better. That looked exactly like her, sounded like her. And they're like, you need to say something. (laughs) Tell them. I'm like, I don't even look like her. (laughs) I'm like, what am I going to say? Hey, I'm related. They're like, yeah, sure. Sure. sure." Yeah, exactly. Go outside. We're all screaming. (laughs) Exactly. So that was my other. That just cracked me up so much. I'm like, okay, God, that's a good one. I like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, God has a sense of humor because that's a cosmic joke for sure. Yeah, like wink, wink. Yeah, that's hilarious. Blending in the supernatural and the spiritual crap and all together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Like that is perfect. That is that is French kiss. Yes, (laughs) chef's kiss. I love it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So I mean, I could dwell on Christina all day, but this is about you. You you. had a um, gallery exhibit at the Manos. I did a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you have going on now and what's upcoming okay well right now i have some pieces hanging at the green beacon gallery in greensburg um and also there's oh i gotta remember main major stokes uh bar it's right down the street from green beacon um they have like a kind of a feminist or they're they like to um you know, hang up a lot of like female art. So they I didn't know this. This is Greensburg. Greensburg. I enjoy because I grew up in Greensburg. Mm-hmm. I enjoy how far Greensburg has been progressed. Yes. So to even it is. hear that there is like this kind of like feminist angle somewhere. Is, yeah. I'm going to be there for about five million times this month. It's my yeah. birthday, so you make the rounds. Yes. Um, so I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So uh, I have some pieces hanging there. I got to meet the um, owner of Major Stokes, and she said that somebody was interested. But I'm like, well. Yeah, like here's my business card. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I have uh, pieces hanging there, and then I have some pieces hanging down here in Manor, PA, at um, Simply Soups, Um, and they also have like they take uh, local people's artwork, Um, and so I've gotten a lot of great feedback on my art down there, and it just fits in perfectly in their space. And apparently, I I was told a story, no one has purchased anything there yet, but the owner, she told me that um, one of the local guys that lives around here, he's well-known because he was hit by a train. There's a a train, uh, train tracks, there's trains constantly through here. Right out the window behind us, there's indeed a train infamous or famous for getting hit by train and surviving. He's a miracle, walking miracle. Okay. So um, apparently he saw my art hanging there and he asked her if he could, because he said he used to paint before the accident and he stopped. Mm -hmm. 
And she said that he was inspired by my art and is painting again and wants to put his art down there. That's what makes all of this worth it. Yes! And that's such a lovely note to like just end on. I yes. love that. Yes. Um, very inspirational interview. Thank you. Very good to have you back Absolutely. or have us back and have you be the first person in the seat. Yep. Um, please follow Rachel Kasky. She's wonderful. She's on all the socials. She's online. It's not the last you're going to see of her. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is Art Talk. I am RJ Kozane. Brian Crawford behind the camera and the audio. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Today's episode of Art Talk was hosted and edited by RJ Kozane and produced and edited by me, Brian Crawford, with music by Taiga Soundprod through a Creative Commons license. Get more information on the artist at pghmuseums.org. Art Talk is made possible by our sustaining supporters. Become a sustaining supporter at pghmuseums.org support.